sports book bar fights with rich and eric eric it's super bowl sunday tomorrow yes the day we've been waiting for the day we dread because it means the end of football for five months it means winter truly starts yes the with the winter of our discontent truly yes. starts there but we have, we have yes one more game an exciting game uh hopefully a close matchup a tight spread filled with thrills a, a spread that is at two has been sitting at two for a number of days now no movement uh either way the money seems to be evenly uh, split there so that's a good sign that is a good sign and i have the honor of making the super bowl pick correct go for it yeah yeah so look all year long we've been discounting the chiefs and undercutting the chiefs and doubting the chiefs with good reason during the regular season they've been on a tear in the postseason, uh, two convincing wins, um, one of them over my Bills, but uh, they seem to be on quite the roll, and they really have pulled it all together offensive-wise when it counts the most. So this is, of course, why I am going to pick San Francisco cover minus two. You know, I really, really hate it when I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you know, it. You know I'm right. You know I'm wrong, much more often than I'm right. But you right. got to agree with me on this game. I do, do not agree with you on this. Do game. not do not count out San Francisco. The, the last time these two teams played in the Super Bowl, you and I went to Vegas. Yes. And we were watching the game, and I would say that that Chiefs team is much better than this Chiefs team from a talent standpoint because. Tyreek well, Hill was still there. That Chiefs uh, team still had Tyreek Hill, still had a number of other defensive stars still on that team. Yeah. Still had and, Eric uh, Bieniemy on that team. It's. Uh, and I would argue that this Niners team is better than that Niners team, primarily because they're getting more consistent quarterback. Everybody else seems to be the same. And except for the fact that they didn't have Christian McCaffrey then, and now they right. do. So right. they're a better team this, this time around, and the Chiefs are not as good a team and the styles are the same as they were. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a very close game. The Niners Every, everyone, everyone has been doubting the Niners because the defense has really fallen off a cliff. I think they get it with two weeks and the opportunity to sort of get it together. I think they, they get their house in order defensive-wise. And they, they uh, not shut down the Chiefs, but they're going to give the Chiefs a lot of problems. If they can just stop the run, if they can stop Pacheco, that'll be the key. I think, but, I mean, look what they did in the, uh, the NFC title game. The, the, the Lions ran all over in the first half, and then they couldn't run in the second half. Yeah, they made the adjustments they needed to yeah. make, and I have no doubt that they're going to do it in this game. I actually, I have a, a, a bet down going, uh, a first half bet that says that the Chiefs are going to be leading. They're going to have over 10 and a half at the half. And uh, threw in a novelty prop that there, each team scores a touchdown on its opening drive. How do you like that? Uh, I don't like that because <laughs> <laughs> because usually um, teams are you know in a little bit of a conservative mode, trying to figure out you know what the other team's doing. They'll uh, they'll take the lead, you know, given fourth down, and uh, you know one or two inside the fifteen. They may say, you know what, we're going to get the lead and we'll figure this out, but at least we'll have the lead. Well, I'm, I'm not putting any sort of serious money on it. I'm putting like a couple bucks on it because it's plus 7,000 or something. 
the one bet I might make is kind of the bet that this thing gets out of hand. And so I, I may like expand the line out to like San Francisco, like minus 13, just yeah. to get huge, huge odds. Yes. You want to uh, capture, you want to capture all possible scenarios here. Right, right. I mean, I believe it's going to be a close game. Uh, one that San Francisco, uh, that Kansas City leads at the half. San Francisco comes back in the second half like they did uh, against Detroit. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as the Detroit game. Because uh, you've got two pretty good defenses. Again, San Francisco, there are a lot of doubts around that. But I, I think they shore it up. Mm-hmm. Um so the under they can get there overall with the four will be key. Yes, they can like, like the Buccaneers did against the Chiefs that one year. Right, uh, we're not going to see that. Right, no, if they can get over. We're, we're not, we're not going to see that. Well, Chase Young has disappeared. I'm just saying. I, I'm giving you a hypothetical. Yeah, sure, anything's possible. <laughs> I mean, in practice, in what we've seen the last few games, especially in these two postseason games, Jared Goff had, at least in the first half, had a pretty much clean pocket. He was dicing away, slicing and dicing away. Yeah, I would say that that lines off into the line. It might be the best off into the line. Who's Detroit's? Yeah. Yeah, quite possible. Just saying. Um, any uh, surprises for you from the uh, NFL honors? Um, any surprises? Well, I, I I was surprised that Demar Hamlin didn't get comeback player of the year, only because yeah, he got that, on the field and all of a sudden he was playing. That sets a pretty ridiculous standard. The man dies on the field and yeah. comes back to play at least one snap the following season, and he doesn't get comeback player of the year. Right. Ah, come on, I, Greg. I, but you know that kind of compensates for the ridiculousness that was uh, Lamar Jackson got forty nine out of fifty votes. Guess who got the one Josh Allen. contrarian vote? That's correct. Yes. So the Buffalo and the Ranger. vote and the vote. No, no, no. The vote came from Aaron Schatz from uh, Football Outsiders, who is decidedly not a Bills fan. He knocks the oh. Bills every chance he gets. He's a Patriots honk. But he cast his MVP vote for Josh Allen, and I got to say, okay, I I see that on the numbers, but the season that Lamar had through the air on the ground, I don't don't see it. I really don't. But he won it. Well, he he denied Lamar a unanimous win, but Lamar now joins Jim Brown as... Two players who won two MVPs before reaching age 27. Yeah. No, Lamar can do it, you know, several. Yeah, we knew that coming out when he was coming out of Louisville. Of course we knew, but now the the, the albatross around his neck is can't win in the playoffs still, even though he did yeah, win You know what? That playoffs. was not his fault. That was the worst game plan I've ever seen out of an offensive coordinator. True. They were the a game, running the game. game. They ran the ball like True. seven the times. Game, the game plan sucked, but when it came down to crunch time now now understand i am a lamar fan i am in his corner i root for him but when in that in the time, crucial game in the crunch game going in the end zone he How's threw that, fault? that throw that throw into double coverage 
that sealed the game. It was not that's double, double coverage. It was triple coverage. Triple coverage. Yeah, that's that's. But that was desperation time. I think you you know, it was a desperate throw. It wasn't fourth down. He could have thrown it away and had another down. Yeah, maybe. So I I point to one bad decision, bad play by him in a game where he was at best uneven. And that might have to do with the play call and the and the offensive game plan. Sure. He, again, at the end of the day, he didn't get it done. And they had a prime opportunity. It was a prime opportunity of the home game. Home game. But, you know, you can't go up against Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes and Steve Spaggs with uh, some dinky-ass, you know, let's reverse course game offensive game plan. That was mind-boggling. So I was really excited to see Dan Quinn go take um, a coaching job or, or, or a DC job somewhere. Um, well, no, he's he's a head coach, right? Yeah, yeah. In Washington? Yeah, in Washington, right. Yeah. Just because you get him out of Dallas. And then Dallas goes and hires Mike Zimmer. <laughs> you must have loved that. A, a defensive coordinator. Has he... Has he coached anywhere since he got shit canned by uh, Minnesota? No. Oh, so he's fresh then. He's uh, energy. Oh yeah, totally fresh. He's up. He's up on the newest formations, the uh, terminology. He's. Uh, oh, he's gonna do. You know his. Um, <laughs> you know, two linebackers standing over the center. It's he's he's kind of a one trick pony in that regard. Um, well, it worked for a while. What wasn't? It wasn't did he work a defensive? For a while. Wasn't he a defensive coach in Dallas before he uh, went over? Yeah, he was his assistant Manny? coach in Dallas, and then he went and got. Um, he was a DC in Cincinnati. Yeah. And then, then he got the head coaching job in Minnesota. Yeah. You know, and they had the. Um, it was the four three with the, the the two linebackers come down and they either cut one go one blitzes they both blitz they both run out, you know it's it's all about disguising, you know. That's that's fine. I mean, great. Dallas defense has to learn another scheme. Let them be confused for half the year. Yeah, let's let them let's let's go. More confusion for Dallas. I love it. Yeah. So, um, and the coaching carousel completed, and Bill Belichick was left on the outside. He was. I think everybody thought that he was going to go to Atlanta. So that's the, only place, like, that's the only place he interviewed and he had like multiple interviews and I think Blank really fell in love with the idea of let this man who embarrassed me all those years ago uh, let's let's bring him over to the staff and I think Cooler Heads prevailed and told him you do not want to give this man any sort of control or authority here. Power. power. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's it. I, I, I mean... Funny for me to say this, having hated Belichick for most of my life, but it's a little sad, you know? He's standing here, whatever he is, 40 wins away from uh, Shula's record, all-time mm-hmm. wins by head yeah. coach. Yeah. Looks like he's not going to get there. Andy Reid has a better chance of toppling Shula. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he actually does. You know, and the other, there was another um, record that I saw that somebody was talking about yeah i don't remember um but yeah yeah andy reed got a better shot at it uh belichick might come back you know he might come back somewhere next year who knows if 
he didn't get it. I don't really care. Here. I don't. I, well, sure, there is there is that apathy towards uh, the most win the winningest coach in terms of titles of all time. But I, I mean, his style in effect worked in New England, and he was he was able to you know make the roster churn work. You know, when he had a guy leave who wanted more money, he was able to plug in another guy, at least on defense, who could get the job done. And they won all those titles with subpar skill position players on offense, right. really. I mean, they had Moss for the one year. They had Ocho Cinco for another year. They always what? had, like, W wide receiver twos. Right, exactly. Basically, they had wide doing. receiver twos. They had plugged this guy in at running back, and he'll get us, you know, 60 yards. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll win on defense. And we'll win on defense, yeah. But you know what? Remember Shula towards the end, you know, his last five, probably his last five years anyway. I mean, it just, it, his methods weren't working any. Well, well because his be glory, his glory days were Zonka and Kick and Mercury Morris. And we'll let Greasy throw it 15 times a game, you know, 12 times a game. Yeah. And they dominated, but that was the 70s. Well, and then they had Marino. Come into the go-go 80s. Well, he had the quarterback for, for that era. He had the had the guy. Right. And then when, once Marino got old, that was it. Like, same thing with Belichick. And he lost his quarterback. And it's like, now what are you going to do? But it was, it, was, a new one? it was surprising because the, the glory era, the, the coaches from that glory era in the 70s, like Landry and Noel left or were fired in Landry's case within, you know, a year of each other, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shula held on for a couple more years into the yeah. 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were never going to fire Shula. They couldn't. No. Eventually, you get sick of it. And you go manage your steakhouses and go yeah, live out golf. your life. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I am very excited. What are you doing uh, for the Super Bowl? I'm just having people over to the house, getting some pizza, and, and chilling out and watching the game. I got, I got to tell you, uh, it's really pri my priority is to enjoy the game, which then negates having people over. Yeah, <laughs> the last the last time we had people over for the Super Bowl was the Niners uh, Ravens Super Bowl where they had the blackout in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody was well. Most of the crowd was so sick of the game they wanted to switch over to um, Project Runway or some other reality show. And like, I'm I'm checking my phone to see if the game's back on, and it's not. And they get enthralled in a in a show and they don't want to go back to the game so i had to watch the rest of the game on my phone well see that's just bad planning <laughs> i i had to adjust on the fly this was an unprecedented situation where the super bowl was delayed for 45 minutes what was i supposed yeah. to do you were supposed the, to say it could come back anytime turn the tv off play a board game yeah play charade they can do whatever the hell they wanted to do when the football game. It's the last football game of the year. Everybody yeah. So, so see, to avoid ending friendships and being nasty to people, I just choose to watch it. Just just me and the wife, you know. Well, that's that's a good idea. Good idea. Yeah. I'm putting in my pizza order today. Yeah. Because our local pizzeria is going to be swamped tomorrow. 
Yeah, so am I. Although I might, I might switch it up and and go a little uh, Indian buffet, do a little surf oh. and turf over there. <laughs> yes, surf and turf action. Yes. All right. Well, uh, we will talk on this thing on the uh, on the backside of the Super Bowl. Chop it yes. up, and we will recap the highlights and all the. 40 shots of Taylor Swift, who is en route, I believe. She's in the air. I'm glad you know that. Yes, she's supposed to land, I believe, in about four, four and a half hours. So good luck to her. Hope the jet lag doesn't, uh, doesn't catch her. Yeah, well, you know, it's Vegas, so. Well, the, 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 the issue or the dilemma was where was, where was she going to land? Because all of the private jet parking spots are filled. They've been filled for weeks, yeah, but I'm sure I'm sure they they worked uh, they worked something out. The NF the NFL would move heaven and earth to get her to that game. Oh yeah, because her attendance at the game means money for the week. Yep, means publicity. Love it. It, publicity. It means it means tens of millions of viewers that otherwise would not give a shit about the Super Bowl that are tuning in just to get a shot of the world's reigning pop queen. Right. Well, good for them. Hey, more eyeballs. That's what the league wants, right? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right. All right, then. You have, a, have yourself a great Super Bowl Sunday, and I'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Talk to you. Okay. Bye. See ya.